0: Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, a matter of the heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and welcome to Sharing the Secret. This is a podcast series blast in the month of May of 2022. So if you're watching this in the future, welcome. In this whole entire month, we are sharing... Courageous women are sharing their healing journey story from post-abortion, miscarriage or loss of a child through death or accident. And it is a beautiful way for us to share, to reveal, to heal. So in today's episode, it's a quick educational, quick um, sharing from yours truly of my story Of having two abortions and the emotional impact it has made on my life, and what I have done um, with that experience, with those experiences. So, I was nineteen eighty five. I think for a second, (laughs) nineteen eighty five. I was in a relationship. Excuse me, very narcissist gaslighting relationship. Um, he said to jump. I asked how high I literally did everything for this person. And when I chose to give up my virginity to him, it was a no brainer for me, right? I loved him with my whole heart. I mean, it hurts so bad. That kind of love that you have where you're so infatuated. You're so obsessed. You're so like, wow, this person is paying attention to me. I, this is going to be so amazing and that, you know, we, we as women, we think about the fairy tale of love and, you know, most of us grew up with Disney and there was Snow White and Cinderella and all the beautiful princesses who waited for their perfect Prince Charming. But when you meet them, they're Prince Charming and then things go south quick, right? So we were in this love-hate relationship, and I gave him my virginity, which made me emotionally tied to him because of the way I was brought up in a Catholic-Italian background. You know, one, you didn't have prenatal sex. Two, if you did, you ended up marrying a guy. And three... Um, that was sacred, right? That relationship, that level of intimacy was not to be thought lightly of. So if you chose to sleep with somebody, you're basically calling that out, calling you, you're choosing that person as your mate. So here I am, I was 15 when I met him and we got intimate. He was three years older than me and I ended up pregnant. Why wasn't I on birth control? Okay, because I had a very conditioning statement from my mom that birth control was a form of abortion and you don't take birth control, not alone that we're sleeping, okay, that we're fornicating, right? (laughs) So, all these mixed messages, I was petrified. I was literally conditioned to believe that if I took birth control, even though I was having premarital sex, that it would somehow, I would somehow go to hell. Okay, I know it sounds crazy. It's crazy. I know. But this was the thought process for my 15-year-old self. So we ended up getting pregnant. I remember the day I told him. And I was scared. I was like, I my period came like clockwork every 28 days. I was on a cycle. Before I met him, I never even had cramps. And when I met him, ironically, I got cramps. You know, you go figure. But anyways, <laughs> your body keeps the score. If you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. Um, so I remember telling him, he's like, Oh, well, you're going to have an abortion. And I'm like, okay. All right. And you know, bobblehead sitting here. And, um, I, you know, I didn't think twice about it. And you, know, like, you can't tell your mom, I'm like my mother would kill you before she killed me. So yeah, no, we're not telling my mom. And, um, you know, we looked into, I went to Planned Parenthood we found out the cost and when it could be done. And, I was really early in the pregnancy. And when they were giving me the education, basically I received information in my own being. I don't know if this is fact or fiction, that it was a blob that it was like a tumor and removing it was just like removing a cyst from your body. Okay. No harm. Right. I don't want a cyst in my body. Okay. So I immediately got it done. And I remember like I was, I was taking Valium. I remember walking in, And I had two abortions. The first abortion, I'm not sure the difference between the two. When the events took place, I blurted out to the point where I don't remember the exact details. I do remember going there and there was a crowd and there was people holding signs, picketing, saying choose life and all of that, you know, pro-lifers. And I remember a man said to me, You don't have to do this. And I'm like, I don't have a choice. And I'm drugged up, right? I mean, I you you're all blurry to me, and you're talking to me, and you're like sounding like uh Charlie Brown's uh teacher, right? From Peanuts. And I was confused, and my boyfriend pulled me by the arm, and like, Come on, let's go, don't pay attention to them. So I remember sitting in the waiting area and then going, getting more Valium and putting in a gown and then laying on a steel table and you know, the doctor all um, masked up and, you know, booted up at, or, you know, rocked up in their gum saying, you know, got a big vacuum cleaner hose and said, don't worry, you know, you're you're going to go to sleep. You're going to wake up and this will all be over. And you you'll, you won't will feel any pain. And I was just like, all of a sudden I felt the suction and I, I just went out cold. And the next thing I remember is waking up in my boyfriend's um, bedroom, which was in a basement apartment. And it was cold and it was black and dark Um, and it was dreary and damp and it was damp. And I remember freezing. I was just freezing cold and I was exhausted. I could barely get my head off the pillow. And I sat up and my mouth was so dry. I mean, it it felt like it was cotton. It was just so dry. And He had given me a glass of warm water and it was just touching my lips. And at that moment, I decided that I hated his guts. Um, And I, I just despised him and he's like, well, are you hungry? And I'm like, yeah. And I looked at the bed. I looked, I went to go get up and I was really dizzy and there was blood everywhere. And he hands me a hamburger smothered in ketchup and it was just drowning. And all I could think of was the blood everywhere. And this ketchup represented this blood. And I was realized how famished I was. And I started eating it. It was like cardboard. And to this day, I will not put ketchup on my hamburger. I do not like ketchup. Um, really, very rarely will I put on my French fries. Um, it was a very powerful memory. And I remember I bled out for um, quite some time, six, eight weeks. And of course, we started the cycle again. Like, you know, I, I mean, we were just so hot for each other. Um, you know, eight weeks later, when when the bleeding started to subside, We were back at it again. And, you know, I'm going to share my second story about the abortion, the second abortion with you. But what I did is I buried that pain. I swore I would never tell and I would never share it with a soul. And when it happened, it created layers of hurt and I would stuff and explode and something would trigger me. And every year around March, around St. Patty's Day, I experienced this great depression and sadness and anxiety and I now know that that's the time of my first abortion. And I couldn't remember what the dates were, what the time frames, what would that child's birthday be? My first abortion, he was a boy, his name's Michael. And um, I'll share about my second abortion on the next show. But the impact that it had on me emotionally and physically. And mentally, we're beyond anything that I could have imagined. No one tells you what this part is. So if you've experienced abortion, I know it is a tough time that you're going through. And you may be one of those women that says, oh, it's no big deal. It is a big deal. And I want to share with you a safe place where you can come and grieve that loss because it is a loss as mamas it's a loss we are designed by God to create life to hold life in our wounds and when you take anything from your body whether it be a pregnancy whether it be an organ um, you know you break your bone your body feels that and if you're experiencing physical pain from unprocessed grieving unprocessed hurt it could be related it could be connected okay so I've been on a mission after experiencing all the loss and the grief and and what I've kept secret for so many years. You're talking from 1986 until August of 20 was the first time I shared my story publicly. Okay. In 2016, I shared it with my husband and my family. I told two of my kids of my, I have three, three adult children living. And I told my oldest in October, November of 19 because in February of 21, so no, in February of, so October, November of 2020 is when I told them. February of 21, I published my book, Forgiving the Girl Inside Finding Balance, Freedom, and in Your Life, which is my story of my two abortions and the healing mechanism, the modalities I implemented that took me over three decades to heal from this loss that I never processed. So if you're in that position, my heart goes out to you. You are loved, you are valuable, you are precious. You are designed by God for such a time as this, and your past choices do not define who you are. You're here for a reason, and God is in the details. And if you haven't processed that hurt, if you haven't celebrated your baby's birthing, you know, the birth. Your baby was born, and I believe that at conception it is a baby. I did not believe that when I was 16 years old. Okay. My perspective has changed, but Bible, the Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances, captivate your thoughts, make them obedient to Christ. I used to think horrible things about myself for having those abortions. I was a murderer. I was no good. I was scum. God was going to strike me down. I didn't trust God. My faith was just Wavering, And I had no one to support me. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. When I met my husband, I wasn't going to tell him. Heck no. I didn't want him to know how horrible I was. So I turned to people pleasing and I did all kinds of things for everyone else. And inside, I was miserable and I wasn't able to be who I wanted to be. I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't honor my heart's desires because I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think it was good enough. And even though I was a Christian, I was saved at the age of 12 in 1979. I still messed up. Look at how much I messed up. God's not going to forgive me. No way. I didn't even understand the concept. I had the knowledge, but I didn't know. I didn't understand how it applied to me. How could it apply to me? And One of the things I did not want to hear is somebody quoting Bible verses on me, telling me, oh, you know, this and that. I didn't know that's that's not where I was emotionally, mentally. My mindset wasn't there. Okay. I wanted help. I was in counseling from 1986 until 2021. And I saw some form of therapy, read books on anger. I was so angry. and I wasn't sure how to process it. And all of this was coming out sideways. And I self-sabotaged. I overate, overdrank and overspent. I got addicted to 0% credit cards and played a game with my money for many years. And hid it, it from my husband and justified my actions. Are you in that same boat? If so, I want to help you. I have a group called Heart Centered. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up here. <laughs> um, I have a a group that just launched literally like um, a week ago. (laughs) Um, I've been shy about putting it out there because I know how sensitive the subject is, but it's a safe place to be heard, to be seen, to share with no judgment. Because your voice matters. You matter. And when you could heal, when you reveal, you heal and mountains move. Shifts happen when you can captivate those thoughts, align them with your heart's desire and get the actions, get the results, get the desire that you want. The description of the group, the link to join the group is in the description. I hope to see you there. Remember, mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart.